Good afternoon, everyone. I'd like to say a few words about listening to a Dharma talk. Uh, Some of you are relatively new to retreats. And and even if you're not, uh, it might not have been talked about or or you might not have thought about it. Um, We're used to listening to talks in mostly in academic settings or... um, or lectures, uh, that's how we grew up, that's what we're most familiar with. And, um, and so, you know, when we listen to an academic talk or, um, uh, you know, some kind of presentation, you know, we're, we're usually listening uh, critically, we're, you know, we're, we're fitting it together with things that, um, that we've heard before or that we've understood um, and uh, so it's, you know, it's kind of we're, we're building an intellectual framework, you know, around that particular topic. And, um, and when we're on a retreat and listening to a Dharma talk, it's, it's a little different. Um, it's really a, a very holistic experience to be on retreat, you know, where... You know, where the living, breathing, eating, sleeping, the retreat, you know, and, uh, and so really this, uh, the Dharma talk is, is part of that. Um, in a way, we listen to the Dharma talk with our whole body, with our heart, uh, with our, our senses, our, um, and, uh, it's not to say that, you know, we, we have to, Except unquestioningly everything that's said in the Dharma talk. It's just that there's a, there's a, a quality of openness that we bring to the talk, and we allow, you know, it might it might touch you. Something might touch you in a particular way that doesn't touch somebody else. Uh, something might be useful to you. You might remember something that wasn't useful to somebody else, and and then something might not be useful, or something might might uh, be a bit confusing to you uh, in a way. You don't quite get it. And, you know, and, and when we're listening in a Dharma talk, you can kind of just, okay, just let that be and stay with it, <laughs> stay with the talk, you know, stay, stay listening and attentive. You might get it a little bit later or you might not. And we can always have, uh, there will be opportunities for some questions, if not in the context of the talk, uh, in the context of, of the groups. Um, so, um, so as I was thinking about this talk and preparing to, uh, to offer it to you, you know, I, I, was, I was thinking about relationship and uh, thinking, well, this is is really a relationship here that you know. In I'm I'm sitting up here, and I'm the teacher, uh, or one of the teachers, and and I I want to give you something that's helpful to you. I want to give you something that's interesting, and uh, uh, and you may have that expectation when you come in here, and and I feel. A little uh, uncertain, or <laughs> uh, 
you know, like, um, uh, you know, I, I hope I can, I hope I can give you something, and, uh, uh, and, um, you know, we we don't all know each other that well, and uh, and I don't know your practice that well, all of you. So, um, and so, you know, there's there's projection that's happening, you know, so projection that's happening. You know, maybe on my part, maybe projection projection happens on your part, uh, and uh, and so that's a lot of what happens in relationship. You know, we're we're looking at people, we have expectations, we we want certain things, we don't want certain things, um, and uh, um, so so it's really important. Uh, in as we as we engage in relationship, that we um, we're able to be aware of what's operative in us, what's coming up in us, what are the feelings, what what where, um, what are what are the uh, what are we bringing to the table in our relationships. Um, and so we're um, we're all looking for we're all I think all human beings are looking for a sense of connection. You know we we want to be we want to belong we want to be received and accepted uh, and. And most essentially, um, we find that within ourselves. We find that that being received, being accepted, being understood, being loved uh, within our own being. And... Um, And in our meditation practice, uh, we learn to come home to ourselves. And in very simple ways, we we learn to find that home within ourselves. Just, Just by coming back to the body and feeling the breath is as simple as that might seem as basic and fundamental as that might seem, uh, it's a very important way that we come home to ourselves. In the um, in the text, the four foundations of mindfulness. Um, mindfulness of the body is the first. It's it's the foundation. It's they're all foundations, but it's 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 the first doorway to mindfulness. It's the first arena in which we we learn to practice mindfulness and we develop mindfulness. And um, and so uh, the Buddha said, you know, be mindful of the body in the body. And uh, and so that brings our attention right into the body. So it's not that we're somehow 
um, learning about the body, you know, theoretically or intellectually or or watching ourselves. Um, but we're we're in the body. We're embodied. So so coming home to the breath and um, and when I teach the mindfulness of breathing, I usually encourage people to to feel their breath deep in the body. So it is a traditional place to feel your breath in the nostrils, um, and that's that's fine. But we spend so much time in our heads, you know, thinking, thinking that to come into the body at the level of the chest or the lower abdomen is, uh, I think, helpful to come home and find a a sense of being home in the body. It it brings our center of gravity. It brings our our sense of presence in the body deeper uh, into into our belly, into our heart. And, and we practice this coming home to the body, coming home to the breath, coming home to sensations in the body. We practice this again and again and again throughout the day, throughout the night, as long as we're conscious. When we're, you know, and the, and the Buddha was very specific in, in this uh, chapter on mindfulness of the body. He said, you know, just he talked about the breath, and then he he talked about being aware of what, you know, how your body is composed. Are you sitting? Are you standing? Are you walking? Are you lying down? And then he talked about all the different activities of the body that that we do when we're eating, when we're when we're um, you know, leaning down when we're reaching, when we're... Uh, he even said when we're, you know, defecating and urinating. He talked about those things too. Just be present in the body. <clears throat> so, one of the wonderful things about being mindful in the body, being present in the body... Well, let me just, before I go on... I want to talk a little bit about the quality of attention that mindfulness is, because um, some of you are very familiar with teaching on mindfulness, but some of you may not be. So I want to I want to uh, just elucidate that a little bit. Mindfulness is a way of of paying attention. Um, in the present moment. So mindfulness is always paying attention to what's happening right now. So you, you probably hear that a lot. Um, and it's uh, be in the moment and you know, the present moment is all there is. And, and, that's, and that's true about mindfulness, that it is in the present moment and there's... Um, there's a quality of that attention which is not colored by greed or hatred 
or delusion. So we can be present in the moment, we can be really attentive in the moment, and be, you know, in an argument with somebody, and be really angry, and we can be really carefully watching their reactions because we want to, you know, get the next jab in, you know, or or we or one of the um, illustrations that's often given is, you know, a thief is really present in the moment as as he's uh, listening, you know, maybe trying to, uh, you know, get a combination lock, you know, kind of get the combination on the lock, you know, and, and he's listening for the click where the number is, you know, so that's very, very attentive in the moment. But it's colored by greed and, and an intention to do harm. So, so mindfulness has this quality of non-grasping, non-resisting. So whatever comes up, whether it's a sensation or it's a, a thought uh, or an emotion, um, mindfulness just is there with clarity, with openness, with acceptance. And um, not trying to fix it, not judging it, not saying this is, you know, this is not exalted enough, an emotion, so therefore I reject it. <laughs> um, and, uh, and there's this quality which is implicit in mindfulness of, you know, when I say acceptance, there's this quality of, of kindness and compassion uh, because it is what it is. It is, it's, it's open, it's present. <clears throat> so, um, so when we're mindful of the body in the body, we bring that quality of, of openness, of presence, of non-judgment to our experience in the body. One of the things I discovered early on in, in my mindfulness practice was, um, was how much uh, when, when an emotion would come up or a thought would come up, I would slam the door on it. Uh, I would, you know, like, oh, that's, that's, that's not who I want to be. That's not the kind of thought. That's not kind of the kind of emotion I want to be. And, and as, as, my, as my practice deepened in the body, I discovered that I could learn to be with emotions. You know, thoughts are ephemeral. Uh, so when we are not kind of getting hooked by them and getting into the story of the thought, um, they tend to 
they tend to evaporate or dissolve. But um, but we can, and we'll talk more about that tomorrow. Um, but even thoughts, we can, when the thought comes up, when our practice is deeply grounded in the body, you know, we're aware of how that thought is is kind of manifesting, how that thought is alive in the body. So if it's a thought of, you know, harming or it's a thought of grasping, you know, we, we feel it in the body. And and as as my practice got more and more grounded in the body, more and more deeply rooted in the body, um I discovered that uh, that I could be with um, all kinds of experiences in the body uh, with with mindfulness, and that it was it was a really um, uh, accessible and and very valuable framework within which to investigate the nature of, of these experiences. So, um, so being with uh, just physical sensation, you know, with sound, with, with um, the feeling of the breeze on my skin, uh, you know, I would notice how certain kinds of sensations and certain kinds of experiences that there would be there would arise in my discernible in my body a kind of a clinging I want more of that I want to hold on to that um, and then other kinds of experiences there would be a you know a resisting I want to get rid of that I discovered by exploring, investigating in my body uh, how there were habits, actually habits of uh, that were embedded in in the body, of habits of tension, of resisting, of of um, of, of of grasping, of wanting. And um, and bringing that that quality of mindfulness to the body, that just that capacity to be with and be present with and to allow, brought me into a a kind of intimacy with you know deeper aspects of myself that I had become divided from that I had been pushed away, that I had not uh, not welcomed into my consciousness. Um, I had an idea about who I was and who I wasn't, and and um, and and just being deepening that that mindful presence in the body um, began to open me with kindness and compassion to to receive all of the all of the reactivity the 
um, uh, the resistance, and also uh, the beautiful qualities of heart that are also present, the love, the, the joy, the empathy, the compassion. So, um, so the body is our ally in, in becoming more deeply connected or reconnecting with ourselves. There's a way in which from the earliest years of our lives as, we're, as we uh, are, grow up in our families and, um, and as we you know, are kids and we go to school and, and we have you know, wonderful experiences and, and difficult and hurtful experiences um there there's a way in which we become divided from ourselves and um and and we you know I talked about projection as I began we we have this uh this way of you know because we all want to we all want to belong, we all want to be approved of, we all want to be loved, we want to be received. And we haven't always experienced that, and maybe some of us have, have not experienced it all that much in our early lives. And that wanting, that longing to be, to be loved, that longing to be accepted, to be received, to be known, um, drives us and so so we we become divided within our own heart and we we have this kind of these eyes that are looking at us all the time um, and evaluating we're evaluating ourselves we're judging ourselves do I measure up do you know am, am I am I good enough and uh and so, um, coming to the silence and the presence in the body, we, we can gradually begin to let go of that continual, you know, outside gaze at ourselves. Uh, that outside gaze that we, that we, we project back onto ourselves is is really creating a sense of self, you know. We create a sense of self with that um, with that kind of projection, and when we just inhabit, you know, when we just can be present within the body in this moment, that you know. There's just, you know, in that, it doesn't mean that there aren't thoughts, but there's a, a quality of presence which has a silence in it, a silence about becoming.
Do, do you get a sense of what I mean? Am I... Uh, are you... Um, so, so in the presence of just just this breath, just the sensation, you know, gradually the mind begins to collect, uh, not so s- scattered and feeling we have to do this, have to be that, have to perform, have to achieve, have to be the the funny one, have to be the beautiful one, have to be the capable one, all of these things that we're always projecting on ourselves. And that, I mean, it's not that we don't act in the world, but, you know, we have a way home to just be, to just be, you know, just be present. You know, we, we, we begin to know our way home. Um, I remember once sitting on a retreat and... Um, and coming to this kind of uh, just this space of being present in the body you know there were some thoughts that would come and go but there was just this quality of of aliveness and and presence and and attention mindfulness and and just the thought came into my mind uh, I have no idea who I am I have no idea who I am you know I have no idea like I don't have an idea I am this or I am that you know and and that was a good thing and then I looked around and uh, at the people in the room they don't know who they are either they have no idea who they are all these labels all these roles all these uh you know, constructs that we that we create to be something in the world in our lives. I mean, of course we play roles. Of course we do. You know, uh, we are perhaps mothers, fathers, aunties, friends. Uh, um, bosses, employees, colleagues, um, so many roles that we play. You know. uh, and like actors who play roles, you know, sometimes we, we really inhabit them and, and we feel them and, you know, we identify with them. And it's, it's really important to realize that it's that we are not them. We're not those roles. It's not ultimately who we are. We are undefinable. We are uh, we are awake beings, compassionate beings, and we're all of the stuff as well. All of the conditioned stuff you know we're you know that's that's part of who we are <clears throat> so so that 
that presence that we can begin to um, find that that develops, which is you know not not a thing, not a not something definable. Um, it's alive. It's you know it's not an it. <laughs> Uh, words kind of fail when we talk about this reality, you know, reality. Um, it's this is something which. Um, from which we move and from which we act and um, and helps us you know this this presence of mindfulness it's it's mindfulness as it develops and deepens uh, it helps us to to really um, enter into relationships with a lot of with a lot more clarity you know, relationships are so um, so helpful for seeing those places that we want to, you know, keep down in the basement. You know, shut the door on, put a table over a big heavy desk, and not, you know, uh, and um, because. Because actually what happens is, well, that which, that which we res- resist persists, right? And, and, and sometimes just we're triggered and things pop up and suddenly we're in reactivity. Um, so, so this happens in relationship and, you know, there's a certain, there's a certain feeling which I've come to recognize when um, when my spouse or or some of my friends, you know, kind of trigger something, or or I get triggered by something that that is said or done, and um, and there's a certain kind of knowing in the body, which is. Um, I'm, you know, there's so much happening. There's so much turmoil. I want to push this away, and yet, and yet, you know, my heart is telling me, you know, there's truth in that direction. If I can be courageous enough <laughs> to to let it in, and uh, courageous enough to to receive. Either what's being said, or or to see what's being triggered. Um, so um, you know, and it's there's this kind of energy that happens, which is you know I don't want this, but yes, I have to say yes. And um, and so uh, so we can. T- we can stop, we can take a breath, we can come home to the body, we can receive all that tumultuous feeling that's coming up. 
give it space, acknowledge it compassionately. And, you know, what, what the Buddha says, and we are invited to investigate this and find out if it's true, um, is that it will change. So that intensity of feeling that all of that, whatever pattern is triggered, whether it's defensiveness or fear or, you know, uh, feeling like uh, I don't want to get this close or, um, or that, you know, that was... Uh, That, uh, that was not fair or I should, you know, if it's jealousy or whatever. Um, so, so if we give it space, if we receive it, it will move. It will move and, and there'll be the space within which we can respond. Yeah. So there'll be space around it to respond. So if we just allow it to be known in the body, receive it in the body, it moves through and and then it may not may not be may not move through 100%, it may linger, it may come back, but we do have more space to re- respond with with skill and with wisdom and love. And I also want to say, kind of parenthetically, what I am not saying in this, in talking about this process of being present to our inner experience is that there's never anything that we should object to or, uh, or you know, that... That there, that there aren't times when we should draw a line and say, no, you've crossed a boundary or this is not right. I'm not saying that. I just want to be clear about that. I'm just talking about, um, you know, the reactivity that happens when we're triggered. And, and even if somebody has crossed a line or there's somebody, something that has to be addressed, there has something has to be responded to. Having a little bit more space, a little bit more presence, uh, can can really help a lot to be clear, and to not just, you know, push back and create more aggression, uh, unkindness, and so on. So, so the process that you know I'm, I'm pointing to and trying to describe is is a process of uh, deeply uh, accepting, loving, and being present within ourselves, recognizing that. In this body, in this breath, 
in this uh, this quality of mindfulness in the body, um, there is a refuge. And um, and even if the body is not all that comfortable, even if there's illness in the body, um, that when we have developed this capacity to be present in the body, um, we can find uh, a stability of awareness which can be open to you know the both the the inner arisings coming from you know our conditioned being conditionings that that have happened in in the past in our lives and and the conditions that life throws at us you know uh, conditions such as loss conditions such as unkindness um, conditions such as the lack of consideration or or even even um, you know things being taken from us uh, all kinds of unfairness so a lot of people have an idea about meditation that um, that when I meditate you know if I meditate you know I'm going to feel better right away and uh and we do develop skills to to calm the mind. We absolutely do. And we do also develop um, the capacity to cultivate, to connect in the heart and, and cultivate in the heart beautiful qualities such as love and compassion and, 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 and joy and empathy and, uh, and equanimity. Um, the equanimity is a, a quality of heart it's also a wisdom factor that comes as we see as we see the arising and passing away of experience and so we trust that um, that this is not this, this may be painful and I can be with it and it's impermanent you know, I um, I have a little uh, mantra that I, I I say to myself quite often um, as I am just going about my day, and uh, and I'm present in my body, and and I'm just present with the flow of energy and experience. As I experience it in the body, and uh, and and there might be a moment of joy, and there mo- might be a moment of appreciation, you know, seeing uh, people being kind to each other, or seeing a family together, or seeing the buds or the you know the flowers coming out, um, 
And there might be a moment, there might be moments of sadness or feeling, or feeling uh, unsettled. So when the pleasant emotions happen, uh, you know, I don't usually, usually I'm just present with them because it's, it's not, it's not painful and there's no suffering. Well, it's, it's when the, it's when the more difficult things come up as I'm moving about my day, you know, and I feel somehow unsettled, I feel sad, I feel regretful, and, and I just say, this is how it is. This is how it is. You know, this is, it's, this is the flow of life. You know, and, uh, and we can, you know, be grounded in the body to, to just allow life to flow through us <coughs> and receive it all. I just want to read a little poem uh, to complete. Did I? I think I left my poems upstairs. Uh, I, I sort of know it by heart. <laughs> Might not be perfect. It's a poem by Hafiz. And he says, um, he said, listen, you know, everywhere you look, everyone you see is saying to you, love me. Of course, they're not saying it out loud, because if they did, someone would probably call the cops. Still, it's a deep mystery, this profound longing that we all have this deep desire to connect. Why not be the one who looks at every person with a full moon in each eye, speaking or offering that deep love that everyone is longing to hear? I'll get the real version. It's a little bit more concise. Uh, so, so that, just to finish with, you know, as we realize the deep desire each one of us has to be received, to be loved, and as we come to a sense of acceptance and openness and, and love for ourselves with all of who we are, uh, that that love can flow back outwards through us to the world around us. So thank you for listening. And we'll have uh, some walking meditation now. <laughs>